Hey, Jeff. Hey, Riley. Do you want to start a podcast? Riley, I have want nothing more in my <laughs> life than to start a podcast. But here's my problem. Yeah. Here's my problem. Yeah. Tell me if you've heard this before. Uh, ready. I don't know what it would be about. I have heard that before. That's why I came fucking ready from Tumblr user. That guy with the white spot. Do the full Anime Sickos Fruit Tournament in one episode, a.k.a. podcast speed running. Jeff, I posted an image to you. Banana or raspberry? Oh, banana. Banana, I agree. Lime or blueberry? Lime. I should have gotten a fucking paint program up so I could move these things down the individual lists. So we are going to, let me just, let me just, this is going to be edited cleanly. So, but why is this at a million percent? Uh, fucking, I have 164 size font <laughs> in MS Paint to start. All right, banana. Uh, I lime. Yeah, you know what? I fucking see that. You're right. It's. I mean, it is the ultimate mixer. It goes yeah. in everything. Mm-hmm. It makes everything better. Grape and peach. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go grape. I, I know that's I, a controversial. You're thing. right. You're absolutely right. Lemon and pear. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go lemon. I'm going to go lemon as well. You're right. Same reason reason as as lime. Goes in everything. (laughs) Jackfruit or durian? (laughs) I mean, I love a fruit that has PvP enabled is the thing. Uh I'm going to go. I'm saying durian. You know what? I believe you and I'm taking it. Mulberry or starfruit? (laughs) Mulberry or starfruit? Starfruit. Starfruit, I agree. Starfruit has a little bit of genesee qua in the name. I think carries it through. Uh, Oogly or gooseberry? I... For the word gooseberry, I gotta go gooseberry. Gotta go gooseberry. Dragon fruit or plue out? Plue dragon fruit. Yeah, dragon fruit's great. Plue out sounds like a Dragon Ball character, but it does. But I think I'm thinking of poire, which is just a T that's already done. We're moving on to the second side of the bracket. Kiwi Akai. Kiwi Akai. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go kiwi. Kiwi's in my heart as well. Lychee or nectarine. Lychee. Lychee, absolutely, Jeff. We're going to start saying these at the same time because I think we're on the same rave like All right. Currant or bitter orange? Currant. Currant. <laughs> yes. Apricots or cranberry? Cranberry. cranberry. Let's go. <laughs> Scroll up a little bit from here. All right. Persimmon or cantaloupe? Three, two, one, cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Yes. <laughs> papaya or grapefruit three two one two, papaya, one, papaya. <laughs> yes <laughs> pomegranates or plum three two one, one plum plum <laughs> up. audience i am not joking i'm not editing anything this right is now. this is just how this is going <laughs> we are just doing that scene from stepbrothers <laughs> we have become best friends here's the challenge all right figs or honeydew Three, two, two one. one, honeydew. Figs. Okay, there okay. it is. There's the break. There's the break. All right, give us a new prompt. We're done. <laughs> we, we can't do this all in one. I'm sorry, like, everybody. Like, here's the thing. We could, but like <laughs> nothing is going to match the joy of going 15 for 16. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is going to match that joy. Uh, for your sake, listener, we need to move on. Oh. Uh, Jeff, do you have another? Do you have a suggestion for a podcast? You just want me to feed him to you. You, you take feed, your feed, feed one. Feed me one, and then I'm gonna pull up uh, some hashtags. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll pull up a Liz. I got here on Tumblr. Electric Gaunt, the podcast mind's third pillar. Uh, Poser Confessionals podcast. Poser Confessionals is very. Good. Ha- have you Pos- ever in your heart been a poser? <laughs> oh, 
very, very often. <laughs> All the time. Yes. Legitimately, <laughs> regularly in my life, I have been a poser. And I will openly, I have had to like work. I have had to put active work in, in the last like two or three years to stop, to, to openly allow myself to say the words. I have not seen that film. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I a lot of times in my life have 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 claimed to directly be a punk, and I liked that about me. And now I have taken that away. I've moved away from there. I I have. I think I have been a. I think this thing about being a poser is that like to make it, you a little bit have to be a poser in the thing for a little bit. <laughs> You have to pose until you get enough information to work through. The phrasing is, in fact, fake it until you make it. <laughs> Absolutely fucking right. <laughs> like, sometimes you gotta, like, here's the thing. Like, there's there's a lot of scenarios where I don't encourage faking it until you make it. But, like, sometimes you gotta fake it until you make it. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that dark shame whenever someone goes, have you seen recent television show at work and i go no i was watching um do you remember card captor sakura <laughs> and they go thing also what? is like there's a level of conversation that i don't want to have <laughs> <laughs> i don't want that service level shit i don't care like there's like well and it's it's your it's your exact point like there's a level of conversation where like if i if i say to you no i did not watch this i will then have to say it's because i was uh watching well it's it's, it's like and i've had this conversation i've been in this situation where i've either had to say it's because i was watching a japanese wrestling show but like not the promotion that you're thinking uh -huh. of the one that you probably see clips of and like explain a lot of it or i have to say it's because i was recording my dungeons and dragons podcast <laughs> and well no listener i use the phrase dungeons and dragons podcast because that's the closest yeah, that's, i'm getting to, to a co-worker understanding <laughs> words that i'm saying that is the ease of you <laughs> absolutely yeah i have a i have i i luckily i just moved into a new office space and they moved where my desk is and now i have like three people around a it's like i'm in bizarro world because like two people who are like above me like uh, at least a manager level come over to talk to me and the guy in front of me about one piece. Cause they started watching one piece after watching the live action. <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, it's just so crazy what Luffy's doing. And then like, what other anime would you recommend <laughs> and shit like that? And then the other person in the area is always like, Hey, did you see what happened on raw last night or what happened in AEW? And I'm like, no, tell me. And it's killer. I have moved to a perfect little section where I no longer have to pretend like I know what a succession is or what the difference I, is between it and severance i, I envy you so much <laughs> true i envy you more than words can describe it's it's so nice it's so freeing i don't have to listen about house of the dragon none of that oh, shit or like or like well, see, I also sometimes because of the both the circles that I run in and the <laughs> industries like industry that I largely work in, I sometimes also have the opposite problem <laughs> where like I got a sidestep like I got a sidestep like 
the hottest take. I gotta just be like, like I, or it's not even that I got to sidestep a hot take. It's that like there are times where I have to be a poser and hide my lack of a take. <laughs> but to hide, I have to hide that Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves was a perfectly enjoyable film. I've heard it's pretty enjoyable. I've heard it's, it's pretty fucking good. A pretty good, a pretty good sit back and, and like other times where I have to just kind of be like. Yeah, I don't know. It was was what it, I don't know. It was it was what, what it was. was. Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's I I have to recently be a poser and be like, yeah, I haven't tried that one yet, and I'm like, I'm never going to play Bald. I I know myself and I know my approach to video games. That's just never going to happen. You are you're distinctly not a gamer in a way that like literally no one else that I know that works or exists in our field is. Like you you are you are I feel like if you never played a video game again, your life would not change. You would probably, stay happy. You would maybe be happier. <laughs> like truly like the what I say, like I always say my phrasing is that I don't like video games mm-hmm. and like it's not the most true because there are game we we just played a game where yeah. we got on mic that I enjoy but like I enjoy game like my my approach to video games is that of an 80 year old man's approach to like the puzzle <laughs> section in the paper do they you put, put jeopardy on this thing <laughs> I will not lie and say that I have searched Jeopardy on every phone that I've ever owned. I unironically thought to myself after returning from Pub Quizzo a few weeks ago, I should find a good trivia game app for my phone. Give me some some fun trivia. Just a brain teaser, but only for me and only for trivia. I just kind of want to get a fun question about like, what was, uh, you know, like, just give me a fun question about like early Willem Dafoe movies and I'll get excited and give a little answer and go, I got, I'm going to go on my day. You just want to be friends with Mike Trapp, have him send you one, um, actually a day and problem solved. Hi. Was, I, mean, I mean, there was a month where I was posting, um, actually to private Twitter <laughs> daily. Sam, right. If you really want to like uh, start selling something, a subscription service, $5 a month, that's just, we send an um actually question to you. I would pay the <laughs> fuck out of that in a heartbeat. People pay for Puzmo. Puzmo's great, but that's not trivia. Just give me a just give me a, a subscription app where I just get a fun little trivia question <laughs> and then I and then I go about my day. I to to pivot slightly. I'm thinking now about other things that make you like one of the like a unique individual in my life. Sure. And like I'm thinking right now and this is a this is also a wild connection to make. Well, here's hold on because I have a I this ties into a prompt. This ties into a prompt that is uh from Yellow Hoot Hoot on Twitter on Tumblr a podcast that narrow casts to a different person each episode. Uh <laughs> This is the Jeff Stormer episode. (laughs) Well, so actually, yeah. So, Jeff, I've been going to sleep at night. I've realized they've put Toonami on YouTube and eight-hour blocks. And they have the commercials and they have, like, Rob coming onto the screen and Cardcaptor Sakura starts now and shit like that. And I've just been watching, like, VHS-quality anime through YouTube and thinking about Toonami. And so, Jeff, if you had... The ability to have like a themed 
four to five hour block of television where you get to air exactly what you want to air. And you also get a host in that in the same way that like when I say to Nam, you know, I re- I know there's an age difference between us and genuinely I can't think of what it is right now. You 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 have a passing understanding of Toonami, right? Oh, I Toonami was on. Toonami was on. Like here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. And this is where our mm-hmm. age difference uh came up very recently in context <laughs> of Toonami. I when Toonami like I remember a Toonami with a different host than you remember. Uh-huh. I know Tom and you- <laughs> I I know like I was like I when I first became aware of Toonami it was Moltar from Space Ghost. <laughs> And it was where, like, Space Ghost and Space Ghost Coast to Coast aired before Adult Swim became a thing. <laughs> Which is, like, that's truly nuts to me. Because it's, it's, the thing about Toonami that I, that is crazy is that it'll be, like, the dopest thing you've ever seen. Like, sure. like the coolest anime you never knew existed. And then it will, it will turn to the screen and it will say... And do you want to watch Space Ghost? And I'll be like, but that's not Gundam Wing. <laughs> that's not Dragon Ball Z. That's not the coolest thing I've ever seen. Riley, I don't think you're going to like my answer to the question. No, <laughs> I know. What my, I, what my tsunami block is going to be. Jeff, what is your what is your tsunami called? Who is the host? It can't be Moltar. It's not Moltar. It's not Moltar. I have to think about this. Because, like, in my mind, mm-hmm. it is um, every every block is effective. Like, there's a there's a there's a build to my my dream uh-huh. block. And I yeah. have to I'm not sure all of the vibe just yet. I know like the two anchor shows that I think are my my defining block of what would I would make a tsunami. Uh, the last show on that block would be the Venture Brothers, okay. and then the and then maybe the first show on that block is the 1994 cartoon of The Tick, and it is entirely a block of weird postmodern uh, goofball superhero shows. I think One Piece Man probably ma- or One Punch Man probably makes that mix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One Piece Man is the is what I say to children <laughs> to make them angry at me. <laughs> You're watching that One Piece man. You like that? Oh yeah, Luffy, the One Piece man. Uh, like One Punch Man probably fits that vibe. I mm-hmm. don't think My Hero Academia does, but like mm-hmm. that might be a good, slightly more serious, more anime friendly option or more like actiony option. Would you hit like Young Justice or Teen Titans? I might. I I think I would put. <laughs> I think admittedly. I would piss off a large section of the internet for whom this is, uh, for whom this makes them irrationally angry. And Teen I would Titans go one or, episode of go. Team, one or two episodes of Teen Titans go a block. Yes. In yes. between other things, just to make you mad. Like you just watched, <laughs> you just watched my hero. Yeah. You're like, I'm jazzed up on superhero. Go. Yeah. I, Hey, Teen Titans go rules. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh great! I it's genuinely one of my favorite TV shows. It's there's they, there's nothing better than like doing a pretty good semi serious like children's show and then just getting to collect the bag doing jokes for the next like a million also, years. Like I did an episode with De La Soul that was themed around the fact that De La Soul's record label like stole copyright from them and treated them poorly. It's it's just great. They've done the weird like they did a freakazoid crossover episode in 20 in like 2021. 
And hey, freakazoid, that can go on your 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 that's block. Hundred percent. That hundred percent goes on. The what's block. It, what's like, it called? What's what's what is your block called? What's my block called? It's called um, it's called the Sidekicks Lounge, and mm-hmm. the host is it's not Arthur from the Tick. It's not Robin. Who's a good sidekick character for this? A block? good sidekick who has hosting capabilities. Who you could see kind of like slumming around in like an office building. <laughs> is that what is it? An office building? Is it's not like a spaceship or an underground? It's an no, office it's building. An office like, building. He he Cover. stayed too late. <laughs> it's a oh, you know what the funniest option would be? Who's the the sidekick they gave Spider Man for two up for two issues? Oh, that's who it is. I don't remember, but that's who it is. His name's like Adam. It's just like Adam or some shit. That's who it is. I think that's very good. Alpha Andrew McGuire. That feels good. That feels real good. <laughs> He's just like, hey, what's up? I'm Andy, and welcome back to the Sidekicks, Sidekicks Lounge. That's a, that would be my block. I think it would be pretty fun. And then you could have like little side bits where he's like sitting at a desk, like like trying to get the coffee machine to work. Gets a phone call, and you get phone calls in from other sidekicks. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a call-in radio show. Yeah, like they used to have Cartoon Network bumpers where like characters would interact, and it, that's where it became canon that uh, Velma, and Johnny Bravo, fuck, they fuck a lot. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Velvet, that can't be true, Jeff. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. Johnny Bravo loves Velma. Did Johnny Bravo date Velma? Velma Dinkley is usually shown in relationships with men such as Shaggy Rogers. Wait, Velma Dinkley. That's right. Sorry. Johnny Bravo, Patrick Wisely, Sam Winchester, Ben Ravencroft, and many other characters. Uh, All right. Fantastic. Good for you, Velma. Get it. I'm a queer icon, and we love yeah, We We love a bi queen. Good we love a bi queen. Film it dinkly on the Johnny Bravo wiki.fanta.com. <laughs> there shouldn't be a wiki for everything, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think we needed a Johnny Bravo you should. Wiki. You should have to go to johnnybravo.geocities.org to find... I... I- there should, this is this is really what the GeoCities, what we lost when we lost GeoCities is like, this used to be the work of, I mean, it probably still mm. is, but like, there used to be a level of like, this is obviously one person's website. Which I, I have one of these. I found it and I treasure it because I'm just like, this is, this is the last of a dying breed. This is, if you go to theironbible.com, you find one dude's Zoids website and like they just categorize everything. This is it. They this still is update the it. This is what it used to, this is what they took from us. I just realized this is what they a, took from us. I just realized there's a fan site's portal page. Of course there is. Oh, baby. <laughs> that has it filtered by activity where it's like you can find the dead sites. Oh, God, this rules. This is, and this is beautiful. Like it's, it is. This is up. so like this. This this is this is this is sick. This is this is the sickest thing in the world. And it used to just be this. You used to have this for Zelda. You used to have this for Venture Bros. And now I have to go to the Johnny Bravo wiki. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, okay. Last thing about Sidekicks Corner is a big thing about Toonami is that they would kill Tom every so often and replace him with a different sure. Tom. Uh, when they kill Alpha, who do they replace him with? When they kill Alpha, <laughs> they replace him with... It's like an endless series of other... Uh, like It's like a, they kill Alpha, they replace him with Speedy, Green Arrow Sidekick. <laughs> Arsenal! He gets killed... Oh, uh, can I pitch you an idea? Yeah. <laughs> when Alpha dies, they replace him with Beta Ray Bill. That's great. And See, then you get it. And then after that, who's the superhero Charlie? <laughs> oh. And they walk their way down the line. <laughs> yep. That's great. That's very good. <laughs> oh, Charles Xavier or Charlie 27. That's really, that's great. This is incredible. <laughs> He's a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It doesn't matter. Jeff, I need to step away from this, so I have to give you another podcast suggestion. Give, give, me, give, me, give me one. <laughs> give me one moment to look for one. I've, I've got one for you. <laughs> Jeff, please hit me with another podcast suggestion. Here's the thing. I don't know if you or I, maybe we could. Maybe we could. Okay. Because, like, broadly, I think that you and I are easy mode for this topic, but I think that we could <laughs> make it more specific. Uh, we have merely Matt on Tumblr suggests the GeoGuessr of podcasts. Oh, okay. GeoGuessr of podcasts. Is that you're getting dropped into a random podcast episode and move and try I, to guess what I it think, is? I think that's – here's what I'm going to propose. Yeah. <laughs> We're going into a podcast my tradition of this becomes not a podcast very quickly. Uh-huh. Um we record a podcast okay. from a location mm-hmm. exclusive, like, or we spend the entire episode talking about like talking about the location that we're at. Yes. We record it. We leave it on we record it, we save it to a flash drive. <laughs> we leave, leave it at that location. location. The only way that you can get there is by finding the previous episode. So <laughs> this is a fu- so we are we're creating crafting an arc is what you're telling me. You're crafting but, an arc. But like that implies that there is a story or structure or endpoint. The end point here is that we get bored and stop recording episodes. It could just be a puzzle box. <laughs> like puzzle boxes are real. That's that shit that gets Hellblazer going. We just consistently like it's like, oh man, this is great. I'm right now eating their signature dish, <laughs> the belly buster cheesesteak. <laughs> It is made with cheesesteak, bacon, fried onions, and cheese whiz. This is such a good cheesesteak that I am eating. Yum. I listen to that, and you're like, I got to find this if I want to find the next episode. I got to figure out where this restaurant is. I am across the street from a big grocery store. Shit that like grocery this. store across the street looks very busy at Tuesday at 2 p.m. <laughs> I let me okay. <laughs> I Jeff, there's a little thing that's slowly unfolding here. <clears throat> and I'm gonna talk to you about it now instead of waiting to the end. Because Please. I think this is how you would appreciate it. I know that you are sorting your Tumblr search by top instead of latest. Because yes. I know that Andrew and I have done the both of the prompts that you have suggested. Oh no. <laughs> and there's a very funny situation where we keep doing that, and I call this episode Podcast Minds the Hit 
parentheses, rest in peace, Andrew, parentheses. <laughs> Podcast Minds, Riley's version. <laughs> And I think you would like it if I drop that on you now and get your consent <laughs> instead of continuing to go through it. And no, this not- is great. This is great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Geoguessr podcast. I I like the idea of this kind of like air like you have to hunt your way through the thing. But there is a part of me that really likes the idea of you get 30 minutes of ambiance with an episode name that's just like episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four. And the audience's job is then like episode one comes out. You hear us eating. You hear us chatting. You we walk out of the place. You can hear the street. We keep walking. You can start to hear a busier street. We go through a tunnel. We come out the other side. It's quiet. You can hear the water. And you're like, oh, they're in Chicago. Like that, they just walk to Lake Michigan from a diner. Absolutely. Like, sure. And boom, that's one tag on there. And like that one, you put the first person who says it, they get their name as the episode title. That's also great. That love, love a leader, love a leaderboard. Love a leaderboard, Jeff. (laughs) I am scrolling through Tumblr right now and WWDSNA. Has suggested a podcast called a podcast where each episode you review a different U.S. patent by using Google patent and searching a random phrase. Google patent. Is that a real thing? Oh, yeah. Google patents. I can just read the full text of patents. Jeff, give me a phrase. Let's go. Suddenly, suddenly this is the toughest thing in the world. Let's go. Uh. Grinds my gears. Grinds see my, what comes up. Just see what comes up. Grinds gears. Grinding device machine for quartz sand. I'm sending you a link right now. And our job is to now review this patent. The invention discloses. Oh, I a, did not receive the link by the time that you're. By the time I clicked a link, so now I'm back on the zines page. Back on the zoids page. <laughs> <laughs> this patent. It's great. It's a lot about Zoids. <laughs> it's talking a lot about biomechanical animals that, <laughs> that inhabit the planet Z. The invention discloses a grinding device. But actually, fuck. I, Jeff, I've been wanting to talk. This You just triggered a series of things that went off in my brain. Um, we talked briefly about this fantasy critics league that I'm in. For sure. like fantasy, yeah, yeah. like fantasy sports, but for video game critics. You're not a video game guy. That's fine. You are a fantasy sports guy. I fucking go, like I here's the thing. I'm not a video games guy. I am barely a sports guy outside. Like I am not a sports guy. I am a Philadelphia sports mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> but like for for someone who knows virtually nothing about the ins and outs of sports, fantasy sports is an obsession. <laughs> fantasy sports is special and some people are fools rules. and don't embrace it fully in their heart. Let me talk to you really quickly. I have a uh, obviously you have pun names. I'm Uriel Septim Piercing. Uriel Septim Great. is a character in the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. He's the first man you meet. Um Great name. Great name. Here's the spit. Here's the pitch. For every you draft five games at the beginning of the year, you have a hundred dollars of budget, and you can bet, bid on games that come out anonymously without revealing how much they are when they come out. Does this make sense? So, like every Saturday, every Saturday bids are calculated, and whoever has bid the most 
gets the thing. So you want to get a review score over 75, and for each point you get over 75, you get one point. Love this. I love this. This is great. This rules. Here's where I am. There's a game that was a, that was a revealed today that is currently release date set for 2024. It's an Indiana Jones video game made by the people who made Wolfenstein. Okay. I look at this and I go, this looks bad to me. It, I Who cares about Indiana Jones 2024 a little bit? <laughs> He's had more okay movies than good. I don't need an Indiana Jones first person video game. That's a weird, it's a weird choice for the character and the vibe. It's mm-hmm. not the thing that I think of when I think about like <clears throat> the cool stuff about Indiana Jones is not inherently like first person. First person <laughs> yeah. It's Indiana Jones in the great circle. It comes out in 2024. Now, I could bid a very low amount on it and maybe not get it. But if I get it, I have it. Sure. And I don't know if it's going to score over 75. Also a valid concern. But you would have spent so little money on it so long ago that, like, Mm. does that matter? I have a limited amount of roster spaces. Oh. So I, right now, on my list, I have Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. That game's going to do gangbusters. Final Fantasy XIV, Dawn Trail. That... The Final Fantasy XIV freaks are among us, and they eat slop. They'll love it. Rise of the sure. Golden Idol. Golden Idol. That's a puzzle game. Last one did pretty good. I feel confident about that. Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. People are excited for that game. It's at least going to get an 80. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I've heard good things about this, and Grand Blue fans are also crazy, and they eat slop. They will love this. Sure. F124. Same thing. Eat slop. will love it. <laughs> and, sure. And so I'm sitting here going, I have a chance to take a risk. You're you're playing Moneyball. I see you're playing Moneyball. I appreciate this. Now, do I pick it up? Or do I try to make a trade? Do I pick it up and then keep it? Do I not pick it up? Or do I pick it up and then try to use it as trade bait for somebody else? I bid like one on it. And then I trade it. I offer a trades to people for 10. That's a solid approach. I feel like that's a good enter. I try to try to shop them around a little bit. Like, yeah, that that's kind of where I am. And I'm like, there are some people on here that I think I think they're going to be fighting for a a a a release this year. Like, I think they pick stuff that's not actually going to come out this year. So, like, if it doesn't like, I guess, should I be more focused, Jeff, on budget or should I be more focused on releasing games like getting games that i know are good should i keep my my risks to myself or or do i party i'm i'm so conflicted i'm so conflicted i mean you've already built your roster right like you've already Mm -hmm. built your you've already built your lineup you've got Mm -hmm. enough things that you feel confident about that if you can get this for cheap if you can get this for cheap early then you can then you will you afford yourself the flexibility to feel it out later. Let me see. There's active trades going on right now. One person is getting wants to give away two like C list games for a potential B list game. That's fine. I get it. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bid. I'm gonna make a bid. You're absolutely right. I think make a low make here's the thing. If you make a low bid and you don't get it, 
is this going to like derail your roster? No, I have no, a good. I, absolutely not. I have a good roster. It's fine. I think. I think. I think if you're <clears> gonna, I think put bid low enough that it's not going to like. I'm gonna bid one. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, bid, bid one. one. Bid one and see if anybody else throws in on it. And if you get it, you get it, and you can shop it around. Yeah, I think that's the move. I think that's the move. The other thing about this league that I like, and I think football should do as well, fantasy football should do this, is I get to counterpick, which means sure. at the end of the draft, you are given a list of people's things from their roster. And every time, the worse they score, the better you score. <laughs> that's great. I love that. <laughs> so I get to look like, I get to look someone in the eyes and go, Elden Ring is not releasing its DLC this year. <laughs> and like, imagine doing that for football and just going like, no, no, <laughs> Justin Fields is going to do bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you do not get any, po- every point you don't make, I make points. Aaron Rodgers is going to implode. Mark my words. <laughs> and then you make the most points when he when he exactly when his, half of his body implodes in the first play of the season <laughs> every time he frowns so it, he, and he gets so fucking pissed every, t- every time he gives an interview that just makes you tug on your collar like a cartoon <laughs> i get points hmm what are other things that can be fantasy game? Because these are the things I like. I do love I, I, a fantasy game critic. I guess you could do a fantasy movie critic too, right? They just probably exist. I played, I've, I played movie league for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I was in a weekly movie league. And the premise was that every week you got like 200, you got like $200,000 or some amount of okay. money. Yeah. And they would raise. This is real money, like, right? <laughs> yes. You put in, we, I, I am millions of dollars in debt. Um, <laughs> You'll appreciate the you'll appreciate the story that I have for this. I'm sorry. Um, about the best week I ever won. <laughs> um, because I won with a gag bet. Yes. How it works is you are given a, you are given an allotment of money and you have to fill ten screens. Okay. Oh, I've done this before. Yes, this is triggering a memory. And you 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 they depending on the scale on the amount of screens that a movie is going to be in the budget of the movie different movies cost different amounts of yes, money. Yes, 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 yes. And. It's whoever then makes the most on the box office that week gets like wins and you rank it based on like you're trying to predict this movie is going to overperform. This movie is going to underperform. This movie is going to have a huge opening weekend. But the other thing is that like if one of your movies is the most valuable movie of the weekend, which Mm -hmm. is to say like most money per screen, Mm -hmm. you get an extra block of money like it gives you a bonus. Yeah. I went in on a gag bet one time and won the entire week. Tell uh, me everything. <laughs> They'll give me every 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 screen in your fucking theater. Let me, I have to know. Let me. Uh, I can tell you this because it was one movie, and I need to look up what. <laughs> I need to look up what. Uh, I'm gonna hold on. Let me let me pull this up. I want you to see if you can guess the film. Okay. It is 2018. Okay. 2018. It is 2018. I'm looking at my lineup. I'm setting my lineup. And I see that there is a limited release film that is the cheapest film that I can get because it's <laughs> not going to be in many theaters. It's not a big, it's not like a, it's uh-huh. not, you know, it is a limited release film. It is not mm-hmm. going into many theaters. And I look at it and immediately go, I am buying I am, eight of this. I'm going to buy eight of Dragon Ball Super Broly. Absolutely. Broly. Absolutely. I'm doing this on Broly's back. <laughs> you know, Mr. Toriyama brings it in. You know it. 
<laughs> I don't even think about it in terms of performance. I'm just like, I would rather lose with eight Dragon Ball Z Broly. <laughs> rather die connected to my boys than live <laughs> trying to be someone I'm not. I would rather live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> then look at heaven with and look from heaven with disappointment. <laughs> and if you know if you know the history of that film, that was one of the largest opening like limited yeah. release openings in history. It's insane it, that it there is not Dragon Ball it. Super on right now and like it's every movie for Super they've released has been Gangbusters. And like they <laughs> fucking, the people turn out for them. Uh, it, and so like, and so like it completely overperformed and it was like, yeah, it was the most power, like the easily the, the most valuable movie because it didn't show in a lot of streamers <laughs> and the ones that it did, it was fucking sold out the whole weekend. <laughs> so like, I, I I was like, I made this as a gag bet. I left three quarters of my money for the week still on the table and then I won. <laughs> That's hey, hell yeah, babe. Do you gonna keep that money? Does that money carry over next week? It does not. <laughs> That's heartbreaking, but I understand. I understand. But I was delighted. <laughs> oh, that fucking rules. That's fucking metal. I love I love that shit. I love betting. I love fa- I love fantasy things. I idea for a podcast. A limited run, seven days. I guess it has to be one year, doesn't it? It has to be one season of each. Yeah. A group of five people do every single fantasy thing they can. Sure. Love you, that. You have a fantasy video game going over the entire year. You have your fantasy movies. You do that for the months that there isn't basketball, football, baseball, what have you. You set you set your fantasy wrestling lineup at the top of the year. Uh-huh. And- or you set it you set it in May so that it plays through next year's wrestling uh-huh, uh-huh. and then on top of all of that you have a fantasy fantasy where you are charting out i think i'm gonna do best in this one you're each drafting each other and going i think jeff's got this in the bag mm, i think i think jeff's autumn is gonna be stacked frankly i think that i think that's gonna be the month <laughs> I now I'm just thinking of things I want to talk to my buddy Jeff Stormer about like and this is it like you hit the podcast prompts yay podcast 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 and I'm like oh I'm just hanging out with my buddy Jeff how much have you taken in of God game have you been privy to these conversations I have been following God game pretty closely and I'm excited to 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 check this out I was a big um in high school and college Mm -hmm. i was a very big player of the game 1000 blank white cards which is very much the same kind of aesthetic (laughs) i'm I'm pulling it up right now just to take a look at it i know carol compared this to it as well the the premise of the game is that you start out with a deck of 1000 blank (laughs) index cards everybody draws five everybody writes five cards and theater and like you start out with just the rules of you have to get to a thousand points you can set like you set a limit of like you if you can give a card up to oh, x number of points that but rules. then you can just add whatever you want to a card and then the way that it works is it's a legacy game so every card you make every just gets shuffled stays. into an ever that's so cool deck. that's fucking awesome we had a deck of a thousand cards by the time i ended college um a lot of it got destroyed uh, a lot of it is a lot of it has gotten destroyed in waves as we've grown older and looked at cards <laughs> and gone that's not nope don't love that that one has to burn that one has to burn 
But like there were like sub mechanics, there were traitor mechanics, there were yes. like there was like um, there were exodia mechanics where it was like if you assemble all of this, you know. <laughs> so people were striking deals of like, hey, I know that you have this card. I need this for the set. You give me the left arm. Give me the left arm right now. Come on. Like <laughs> I that fucking rules I and that's the thing that I'm really liking about God game which is like for those of you that aren't privy to like the several discords Jeff and I are in together that are talking about this game non fucking stop or haven't watched our moonshot streams um, God game is a think of magic the gathering in the fact idea that you summon characters and they fight other characters or fight a player and get the cards down to zero right this is free. It's on Tabletop Simulator, and since it's free, it can also be a little bit interstitial with it. And so it can be like Marge Simpson is on the field. I have attached the left arm of Edward Elric to a Pikmin. Like, you can do these things. But then the further thing from that is the game is inspired by Calvin Ball, which means that, like, things have text on them that's like, change the text of one card that is visible for, for using an action. And shit like that. It's like, stop playing this game. Play Connect 4. The winner of that game gets to destroy one creature on another person's field. And it's a little bit peak game design, I think. I think it's kind of one of the best card games I've ever played. I am obsessed with it. Rules. Marn and I have written a 260 card expansion deck. That's so exciting. I love it. This is the shit that I love. This is like that's that's the energy the, the energy of like making weird custom cards and going, it's gonna be really funny if I add this mechanic and then you have to play through it and get surprised by, oh no, there's a new mechanic at play. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, because there's also gimmick decks, and those are on the side, and those are just like bonus decks. And it's like, hey, make a deck or something, put it over here. We made a fundraiser gimmick deck. <laughs> love that. And like with cards like friend of the show. Battlecry, name a friend of the network. They are now this card. Their power is how many podcasts they're on regularly. Their HP is how many they've ever been on. If you can contact them directly to ask, they can pick one special status they think they would have. <laughs> like, and then you play, boom, Jeff Stormer right there. <laughs> like, that rules. It's fucking great. I love this shit so much. And I just... I've been thinking about how much I it's been making me like designing in this very goofy way. You know how you fall in and out of love with designing. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes you find you find the thing that you need that's like, oh, this is scratching my brain itch. Mm -hmm. And it's it's perfect. It's beautiful. That's it. I just wanted to make sure you were privy to this because I was. I've I, been following <laughs> it very closely, and I've been thinking a lot about like what I want to add to a deck, and like. I think a lot about Thousand Blank White Cards, and it's been getting me a little nostalgic and a little yearning for, like, that act of we're all just making shit when we're making a uh, friend of the show, Vaditia Valetti, or my personal nemesis, Vaditia Valetti's uh, TC trading card game also fits this vibe of, like, you just make shit. I am currently writing a card called One Blank White Card. <laughs> Good. It <laughs> just XX right on this card is that what is the rule describe me the exact ruling of what you can write on a card in 1000 blank white cards a card can have um as we played it mm -hmm. a card can uh, a card can only imbue up to 100 points <laughs> if you need to make that number lower 
The goal mm -hmm. was that like it is for it is like you would need to play 10 maximum value cards to win the game. So like mm -hmm. if there is a rel uh, a five, a card can five. only do up to five damage or have up to five health. Yeah, that's the that's the equatable vibe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You you may write any other rule you'd rule or mechanic or effect you'd like on this card for a battle cry. So when it comes into the field, you may do that. Make an immediate copy of the, the make a copy of one one blank white card and shuffle it back into the deck. Yep. All right. Death rattle. Make a copy of this card and shuffle it back into the deck. Beautiful. Thank you, Jeff, for your design work. <laughs> what do I owe you for your fee? <laughs> I wish I had a funny answer for that. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs>